This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. Daniele Cremonese finally won <laughs> an Italian top flight game this season. They defeated Roma. They were plus 450. They were the biggest prize winners on the slate last weekend. But Jose Mourinho, as he always does, makes this about him by getting sent off. And apparently he's also in trouble because he was... A little bit reckless and mouthy from the touchline in an under-14 derby between Romeo and Lazio. I mean, jo- Jose just has to make the headlines, doesn't he? Yeah, well, hi, Dan. He said uh, he had troubles with the fourth official. He might talk to his lawyer about it <laughs> and what the fourth official said. But through it, he got, he got too much ban, too much is banned. So he's going to miss, obviously, Roma-Juventus the next game. As well, and Roma lost three crucial points in the run to the Champions League uh, places. But yeah, credit to Cremonese. They deserved the 2-1 win. They did indeed. And they're off the bottom of the table as well. Miracles do happen. They're eight points from safety. Um, well, Mourinho, obviously, as Daniele points out, misses the next two fixtures. But thankfully, Daniele does not. He's got four picks for us, plus a parlay to talk through over the course of the next 20, 25 minutes or so. We're going to kick off on Friday with Napoli again. 8.45 local, 2.45 Eastern. Um, The league leaders are minus 165 to beat Lazio. And in a way, and I know it's minus money, but you can make a case for them to be a value play here because they're absolutely flying. Lazio are plus 480, draw plus 310. Over and under is two and a half goals, minus 122 over, minus 112 under uh, surely Daniele, it is a case of when rather than if they're going to win the scudetto is is it almost like a given now with the italian press and so on is it napoli's mm. title pretty much now then in napoli probably live the most superstitious people in uh, on earth and i've seen already flags with the scudetto number three on it so if they are if, if they are kind of certain, why shouldn't be? It's Napoli, of course. It's Napoli's good, and they do deserve it. Let's see how many points they get, whether they get over the 102 points, which is the record set by uh, Conte with Juventus a few seasons ago. But uh, this game, really, really interesting because uh, is Spalletti against Sarri. Sarri, of course, former uh, Napoli manager. And I think the two teams, they play the best football in Italy. Now, Napoli have done it consistently. Lazio, perhaps 
not as much, but when they do click, it's a joy to watch. And I think in terms of performances, in terms of collective play, these are the two uh, best teams. Now, obviously, these are also two, some of the teams that concede the less goals. Napoli only conceded three in the last nine. In February, Meret has kept clean sheets and no goals conceded at all, including, of course, that game in Frankfurt. And they only dropped two points at home so far uh, this season. So that's why, obviously, the odds for Napoli uh, to win are relatively low in what is a big game in Italy. But on the other hand, Lazio have been uh, very, very solid. They haven't conceded as many goals as last year. They are fourth in a way in the away table. They want to kneel against uh, Sampdoria. So can we expect goal here? I think so. I think we can. And my pick is over 2.5 goals, minus 124, because I think they're both going to go for it. Their strength, of course, is in attack, although they keep the ball very well, so they defend in possession. And I think they got some some of the some of the key players are fired up. You know, Simen has scored for eight consecutive games in Serie A. Uh, uh, Immobile has been on the score sheet lately. We saw a great goal from Luis Alberto against Sampdoria. Cravascelli is always uh, dangerous. So really, it is a game for goals. The last three games between Spalletti and Sarri have been all over 2.5 goals. Should be an interesting one. Should be goals. No Mario Rui for Napoli because of his red card uh, last weekend. So he's going to be missed. Are there signs that Napoli are rotating players now as the season is getting into its latter stages, that we're back in the Champions League as well? Or is it still that core group that are playing week in, week out, Daniel? But there are not many making, there are not many, many rotations. It's the, it's, it's the starting eleven which you can know by memory now. And of course, the, the changes have always been uh, Oliveira for Mario Rui. So that's the left back they got from Getafe in the summer, who's been good. Sometimes is Elmas playing instead of Zelinski or maybe one of the three up front. And then you got the usual, you know, Dombele coming from the bench. Every now and then he's one of the centre-back, Ostigard, for example, playing. But, you know, the the starting eleven is 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 the same, really. And why should they rotate? Kravashelia didn't go to the World Cup. Osiman didn't go to the World Cup. Lobotka didn't go to the World Cup. Same for Di Lorenzo. These are the four key players. They are rested, after all. If they're going to rotate, it's going to be maybe further down uh, the season. And also, if anybody should rotate in this game, it's Lazio, who, they, who played on Monday evening. Lapoli played on Saturday evening, so they got 40 hours more rest, of course, because they got the Champions League a game against Frankfurt, so they play on Friday. A little unfair, I think, for the visitors, this, this schedule. But certainly a tick in the right box when it comes to goals, perhaps. Just one final word on Lazio. What's their focus at the moment, Daniel? You've got a big game with RZ coming up in the Conference League next week, but still got a great chance of qualifying for the Champions League, of course, via their league position. They are plus 125 for a top four finish. What's your thoughts on Lazio between now and the end of the season? I think Lazio have got a great chance. Look, uh, the squad, the starting eleven of Lazio, it's very strong. The doubt comes when the reserves and the substitutes have to come in. But Sarri has been able to draw more resources from the bench. Obviously, the big issue is when Immobile is not there because they don't really have a replacement for him. Conference League is a great opportunity uh, for Lazio, despite last season the managing director when Roma won it says it's, it's, it's a minor cup. But obviously they, we want to win it this season because we are in it. They <laughs> have to avoid being embarrassed. You know, you know this is a team that lost five one to Midgieland early, so they need to try to stay in the competition as much as they can. 
On the other hand, though, I think top four finish is well in reach of Lazio. Of course, if they crash out of, of, of Europe, playing only one game per week, it's ideal for a team like Lazio that plays so well, that needs so much time on the training pitch with Sarri to implement his ideas to really focus on the league. So, yeah, it could be a blessing in these guys, but I think they're going to qualify against LZ. Yeah, it should be interesting against the Dutch side. As for this game, we like overs. It is Sarri versus Spalletti, after all. Let's move on to Fiorentina versus Milan. This is 8.45 Saturday, local, 2.45 Eastern. Uh, Fiorentina here, plus 185. Milan, plus 160. They are the favourites. The draw, plus 230. Over and under, two and a half goals. Plus 108 over, minus 148 under. Fiorentina, Daniele, have sparked into life recently. They're scoring a lot of goals all of a sudden, aren't they? The offensive numbers have always been very good. Second for shots on target in Serie A, first for corners taken, second or third for possessions, similar numbers in the Conference League. They had to find the finisher, and maybe they found him. Cabral, five goals in the last four games, <coughs> score at Verona. They were clinical against Verona. They deserved also a goal from the halfway line from Biragi, maybe a contender for goal of the season at the end. But, you know, they think they... They, they, they did better. Uh, now, obviously, uh, way below par, way below compared to where they were last season. Only nine points in the last nine games of Fiorentina. The home goal difference is still minus two. Last season, they were a force at the Stadio Franchi. But I think there are good signs. And again, I put Fiorentina in the very little plot of, of teams that play interesting, entertaining football. They call it European football. I don't, I don't like this expression, but I think they play attacking. So, And they are interesting to watch. So they could be on the up here. And obviously now they play Milan, which has got the game against Spurs in mind, which is crucial. But you will say, yeah, but also Fiorentina playing the conference link against Sivaspor. Yes, but that's the first leg. It's a little bit different. There is much less pressure on La Viola to go and win the game. Milan, really, considering where they are, considering the financial implications, they must qualify against uh, Spurs. It will be difficult, this game and the game, of course, at Wilderland, because Milan are going to make rotations in this one, for sure. Uh, the, more chances for Charles de Cattelair. Uh, they're going to wait for him to see if, whether it blossoms or not. I'm sure there is a player in there, but he's not been able to express it. However, we need to say that against Atalanta, they were good, Milan. They matched them for intensity, which is not easy these days. They kept the fourth consecutive clean sheet. And remarkably, they have adapted to the new system with playing three at the back pretty quickly. Obviously, having two wing-backs as Messias and Hernandez, who comes into the pitch a lot, allows you to be more attacking, to be more proactive. Teo Hernandez scored a beautiful goal almost in a in a midfielder position, if you like. Leao gave an assist to uh, Messias. So they could be... I think, I, think, I think they kind of overcome the bad moment. But this is going to be difficult, I think, for Milan to come away with three points. So I'm going to go for a speculative one. Fiorentina... Asian handicap zero plus 100 means if Fiorentina wins, you win. If they draw, you get your money back. Obviously, if Milan wins, you lose. Only one draw in the last 10 games between these two. So the draw might be on the cards here as well. Uh, do not discard it. But I'm going to go for Asian handicap zero, which is slightly uh, be, be conservative if you, if you like, rather than just going for the draw. So plus 100, Fiorentina, Asian handicap zero. Worth taking on to a certain extent, Milan. We expect changes ahead of their game against Tottenham in midweek. Uh, just a quick word on Arta Cabral, who Daniele mentioned there. The Brazilians got a lot of goals for Basel. Seems to be clicking for La Viola. Plus 800 to score first and plus 350 to score at any time. Might be worth 
a flutter. Check out the prices on the Bet Rivers app. All the games, incidentally, as per usual, stream live on the Bet Rivers app over the course of the weekend in Serie A. Let's move on to the Sunday game, 6 p.m. local, uh, midday Eastern Inter against Lecce. Inter minus 295, Lecce plus 950. The draw plus 410 here. Any lingering title hopes, I think, were lost for Inter with that defeat at Bologna. And just looking at the bare numbers, Daniele, here, the expected goal metric, Bologna 1.3 into 1, shots on target 5 to 4, attempts 14 to 13. It would suggest that Bologna probably just shaded the game. Is that fair? They deserved it. They were better. They were better side. They were more aggressive, more consistent to the game. They had a goal disallowed in the first half uh, by uh, VAR. They could have had a penalty as well and capitalized on inter mistakes on the second half with D'Ambrosio passing a you know criminal through ball, really. He was almost an assist for the Bologna player, and Inter didn't create too much. It was almost almost a nothing game, you know. Uh, they kind of got stuck in the into into in, into into the spider web of Bologna, but that happens so many times this season against teams that are defending a little bit deeper, but they also are aggressive. Inter have struggled so much in the season, seventh defeat of this season in Serie A so far, as many defeats as Conte had in two years at Inter. So that tells you how bad they were. And this is a team that had the best attack and the second best defense for three consecutive seasons in a row. So obviously things are not going really well. Bad result after a big game. So after defeating Porto, he has already happened four times in 2023. Italian media stay highlight. The struggle to focus, the struggle to motivate, the struggle to concentrate. I think that's uh, that's ridiculous. Why should they be motivated to play Bologna away? They should just do it and try and win the game. Maybe they overrated some of the players. And Inzaghi made a couple of changes, left Barella out, which we know how important is, uh, gave a ch- another chance to Gossens and Dumfries. They show maybe they are not up to, to the quality who they replace. And Lukaku and Brozovic still getting into, into, into the best form. So a um, lot of pressure on Inzaghi. The management had a word with him. He had a word with the, with, with the players. They, they might need... The classic proverbial kick on the backside, really, uh, to avoid their season to derail. I mean, there is a quarterfinal against Porto to play in in in, in ten days' time, but this uh, is a game that can really cannot afford not to win. So, therefore, we think that Inter are going to want to get the job done quickly here, and we're looking for one of their strikers to get on the score sheet as well. Explain the bet, the angle here for this Inter-Lecce game. So, I'm splitting the unit, half a unit for Lautaro Martinez, Inter, third captain of the season now, who score, that plays plus 120. He's been the best player since the restart. He's the best player they got overall. The fact that he's wearing the armband gives him more responsibility. He's been very critical, very vocal after the defeat of Bologna. I can see him more mature. Now, Inter have only won in the last eight games when Lautaro scored. When he didn't score, they couldn't win it. So I think they're going to win this one. And I think Lautaro is going to score as well. The two things often go hand in hand. So plus 120 alpha units. But I mentioned also the necessity, the need for Inter to show their teeth again and to start strongly, Inter to win the first half, minus 130, okay, it's not amazing, at San Siro, half a unit as well, because normally, 
at home, they do win the first half. Now, if you look at the stats, you say, well, they've only won nine out of 18 first halves this season. Okay, but who they did it against? Spezia, Cremonese, Salernitana, Sampdoria, Bologna, and Verona. So teams that are definitely in Lecce's league. So against small teams, they manage to get themselves motivated, get themselves for effort. Now, obviously, Lecce, we know they are dangerous against big teams. It is a team that spends a lot of the time defending their own box, but they're very good on uh, the counter. And uh, the loss against Sassuolo didn't create a lot. Another stats that might suggest you to go towards the win at the first half, or maybe even half-time, full-time win. In first half, since Inter have collected 45 points, so it will be much closer to the top if the games finish at 45 minutes. Unfortunately for them, there are other 45 minutes to play and they only collected 34 points in the second half so there is a drop of nine points between the first and second half Inter to win the first half otherwise it's going to be really troubles for Inzaghi uh, minus 130 as I said and Lautaro Martinez to help them win in the game plus 120 half a unit those are the two selections split your stakes when it comes to that game Martinez to score at any time plus 120 and Inter to be ahead at the break at minus 130. Aroma, Juventus is the big game of the weekend. Yes. One of the big games of the weekend, 8.45 on Sunday locally, 2.45 Eastern. Roma plus 163. They are the favourites here. Juve plus 195. The draw plus 215. Over and under two and a half goals. Well, the traders, the odds compilers are expecting a tight game here because it's minus 200 under two and a half plus 145 over two and a half goals. Juve are 10 points off the Champions League spots, Daniele, but the Bet Rivers traders here make Juve plus 175 for a top four finish. I've said on this show over the, the course of the last few weeks when we talked about Juve because of that 15-point deduction that their best opportunity of getting in the Champions League next season may well be via the Europa League and winning it. Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe they can get top four, Daniele, because the other teams don't seem to want to challenge Napoli, certainly. They are stumbling. Could Juve finish top four, even minus 15? It's very, very difficult. And I don't think if it happens, it will speak highly of the quality of Serie A. By the way, two days ago, they filed their appeal to the Court of Arbitration in Italy. So suddenly there could be a, a big plus 15 for them. But, you know, more, <laughs> more to come. And if, if, and if there was, they will be second course, in the, in, in, in the fixtures. Great reaction for Juventus on the derby. Uh, they were twice behind and they managed to win. Hit the bar. Torino did as well. It was a game with a lot of things happening, but Juventus showed to be stronger and to have more resources coming from the bench. Also, the debut of a new signing, a new player, someone we've never seen before, Pogba, who is back. You know, first game for him in the season. But he really helped them in the, in the final minutes of the game. You know, his presence on the box was really... Since the restart, Juventus, five points behind Napoli since after the World Cup and score 16, second best attack. So not just the, Juvent the Juventus of the 1-0 uh, these days, with Chiesa back, with Kostic in form, another assist for him, Blaovic hit the bar against Torino. There are more options for Allegri, who is also using the young players really, really wisely. Now, I'm never convinced about the, the Juventus back three. I think the Brazilians, Danilo, Sandro and Bremer, I don't think they're well put together as a back three. In fact, they conceded two against Torino. Only three glitch shit in the last six. But I think Juventus, as we saw in the Europa League against Nantes, if they go for it, look, they got the best squad in Italy. 
no doubt about it. In terms of the 20 players they can use, no doubt about it. They got a lot of options up front. If they go for it with confidence, they can beat pretty much anyone, I think, this season in Italy. Now, I remember the first leg of this game, finished 1-1. It was back in August, but Juventus dominated the first half. They should have scored two or, two or three. So this is quite risky, I think, for Roma. Certainly, considering where they are in, in, in the table, they cannot afford to lose this one. Whereas for Juve, dropping points, considering where they are, yes, of course, the, the minus points, it could not be that bad after all. But uh, yeah, I think Roma are, as we mentioned before, with, without Mourinho, are the one most, most at risk in, this, uh, in these games. And the odds for Juve to win, you know, they're quite appealing, to be fair. They are at plus 195. That plus 175 for Juve to finish in top four, as you've alluded to there, I think the fact that potentially they could get the points back is factored into that price. Roma, one point off top four. They are plus 125. Uh, at the moment. They were beaten by Cremonese, of course, and they're in action in Europe as well next week. Um, as Juventus are, uh, Roma take on Real Sociedad. That is a difficult draw. Yes. Not the easiest for Juventus as well at home to Freiburg. So they'll both be looking for that game as well. I mean, ultimately, you've, you've mentioned goals. So you think that Roma are, are going to contribute to that? You're going to go for both teams <sighs> to score, Daniel? I'm going to go for both teams to score plus 110 because I think Roma will play with Dybala, with Pellegrini, with uh, Abram up front. They had a bad night in uh, Cremona, but I can't believe they're going to have two bad nights in a row. After all, in the game against Salzburg, when it mattered, they were really good. And actually, the good news for Roma is that Spinazzola is coming back to form. A goal he was brilliant, assist. wasn't he, in that game against Salzburg? He was Absolutely. Terrific. Gave the assist. You know, it's basically, uh, we saw the Spinazzola of Euro 2021, you know, when it was the best left back of the tournament. If Wijnaldum is back as well. So, look, I can't, I can't think they're not going to draw a blank again. Uh, I mean, if you look at the stats for Roma, according to expected goals, they should have had 12 more points. They hit the bar and the post 13 times in Serie A. They are the top. So there is a little bit of bad luck as well. But against Cremonese, they didn't have a shot on goal for 60 minutes. So, you know, maybe they thought it was going to be easy, perhaps too easy. And they got surprised. Look, last season, he finished 4-3 to Juventus in, in the Olympico. It was a very entertaining game to watch. Five of the last seven games have been both to score, including the last two, of course, in August 1-1 in Turin. I'm going to go for both to score here, plus under the 10. Okay, and goals is on the menu when it comes to our parlay as well. Uh, we've got four matches. We're going to go over one and a half goals in every single one of them. So, Daniele, talk us through the four games that we've got here uh, because we kick off on Friday with the Napoli-Lazio game, which we sort of talked about before, but just run through some of the numbers here for Napoli-Lazio. Napoli-Lazio over 1.5 goals. Sarri-Spalletti, the best attack of Serie A. As we mentioned, Napoli, the best attack of the Champions League. And Lazio in form, fourth, fourth best team when they play away with, uh, you know, Zaccagni, Immobile, close to going to double figures in Serie A. So I'm going to go for over 1.5 goals here. I probably, of the all the selection, is the one that played the less in the parlay, but it's a four-leg parlay. Sampdoria, Salernitana, next bit of a basement battle. This one, Sampa bottom now with Cremonese, of course, winning last weekend. Uh, they need points, they need goals, Daniel. Yeah, they need. They have never won a home, uh, the Marassi. Uh, only scored one goal since September and only five points in the last nine. They had decent chances against Lazio. They got undone by the better quality of Lazio. Salernitana, on the other hand, took the chances really well against Monza. First win for the new manager, 
Paulo Sosa. They're going to play attacking uh, football. That's how the Portuguese manager likes to play. They got a few uh, players, important ones, Mazzocchi and Maggiore, returning. So full squad for Salernitana. I cannot see a nil-nil here. Sampdoria really need to win this one. Salernitana, can they keep a clean sheet? I don't think so. Reverse fixture finish 4-0 for Salernitana. They were flying there. Sampdoria, Salernitana, over 1.5 goals. And the same bet for Sassuolo Cremonese as well. We've talked about Cremonese a lot this season because we think that they deserve more than they've got. They've only won one so far. That was against Roma, of course, last weekend. But there's an awful lot of metrics that suggest that they should be a little bit higher in the table. They should have more points. And ultimately, they do create chances that have, as we've talked about, Daniel. And they don't give up. You know, it's they go for it. I think Ballardini has instilled a lot of confidence. They already beat Napoli and Roma twice this season, albeit two wins were in the Coppa Italia. No away wins as well for uh, Cremonese. Uh, all their away games, but one have been over 1.5 goals. And they play a Sassuolo side who's been rejuvenated. They won three of the last nine. They're going to get, of course, Lauriente back from suspension with him, with Berardi up front, I think they're going to score at least a goal. They conceded 13 in the last nine as well, so not the best defence either. So that, that clean sheet against Lecce was a little bit strange. Lecce should have scored in the end a massive chance with Trevezza. Over 1.5 goals here as well uh, for Sassuolo Cremonese. And finally, Torino Bologna having the same back. Yeah, of course, because Bologna, for me, they are the team of the moment. They will be fifth in the table after the restart, just a point behind Inter. They won five of the last seven. They are aggressive, they press high, and they also very good, Bologna, at managing situation within games, the tight margins. In the last three games they won, they always scored in the last 20 minutes, so cool head, they keep calm and they take the chances. Torino, perhaps the opposite, they start well games, but they struggle to control them. They seem to be very, very frantic, but they play some good stuff, really. Worryingly for Torino, they never score more than two goals this season ever, so they re- in order to win, they need to keep it tight. I don't think Torino have got the best keeper in Serie A. I mean, I, I must say it before, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really concerned about Milinkovic-Savic. Let's crunch the number. Seven out of 13 Torino games at home have been over 1.5 goals. 11 out of 12 Bologna away games home away games have been over 1.5 goals. They got one of the worst away defensive record in Serie A Bologna. I'm going to go for goals as well. Over 1.5 goals. Put them all together. The four leg of the parlay that pays plus 215. That's the parlay. We'll recap all the selections for you as well. We are still very much in uh, profit when it comes to our seasonal bets. The selections look like this. I'll go in reverse order here because we've just rattled through the parlay. So I'll mention it again. I think this is a really good one. It's plus 215 and we're just looking for two goals or more. So it's look for the over one and a half goals market in the matches at Napoli, Sampdoria, Sassuolo and Torino. That parlay plays 2-1-5. Roma, Juve, Big game of the weekend. We like both teams to score yes, which is plus 110. Inter against Lecce. We like Martinez to score at any time, plus 120. And Inter to win the first half, minus 130. Fiorentina, Milan. We're taking on Milan here. They've got their second leg of the last 16 clash with Spurs coming up. So we go Fiorentina on the Asian handicap, zero, plus 100. So uh, draw, you get your money back. And uh, finally, Daniele, the champions elect Friday night to kick things off for betters in the States. This is 2.45 Eastern. Explain your bet in the Napoli-Lazio game. Over 2.5 goals. Uh, as I said, these are two the, the two teams that play the best football in Italy. If that 
if they replay if they repeat the same script of the last three games, it's a win for you over two point five goals minus hundred and twenty four. Uh, now, I know that occasionally you drop onto the Champions League podcast as well for Bet Rivers, but when we are here at the moment, and just for me rather than anyone else, in terms of Milan next week, do you see them getting through against Spurs? Or you've probably not had a look at the, the betting markets just yet, but generally, what's, what's your feeling as we go back into Champions League action with those second legs next week? I got the feeling Milan could take Spurs all the way, 120 minutes but depends how they set up. If they just set up to wait, they might get undone by a, by a couple of Spurs goals. All those Spurs have been... Have been I mean, the, the only consistent thing about Spurs is their inconsistency. It's going to be an interesting one. Of course, of course Inter and Napoli play the following week. They've staggered the second legs, but Milan are away at Spurs with that goal advantage. It's going to be a really interesting game. Danielli, thanks for your company. Uh, we wish you well, of course, with your selections over this weekend. That does wrap up Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition. We're going to be back next week uh, with week 26. Make sure you're across all of the Bet Rivers podcasts at Because We Win. Bye for now. Oh. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs> 